Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner in crime, Daniel. Hello, Jill, and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. And this episode is part two of our six-part mini-series on the foundation principles, um, as we learned in the Czech Institute. Like I said in the last one, which was thinking that um, these are the foundation principles that we try to apply to our lives every day in some form or another. We have done a podcast just on the, the foundation principles, but we decided to break them down and give each one its own little podcast. So that's what we're doing today. And today's episode is all about hydration and water, isn't it, Dan? Hydration is, like you said, one of six parts to build a good foundation. And just to touch upon kind of the foundation principles, if people don't know what that means, it's kind of the the six main elements to health that if you get correct, I think the stat we were given was 90 to 95% of all illness can be corrected by correcting these six principles. So you don't need any fancy medicine or, you know, you don't have to suffer for your whole life. If you just get these six principles of health right, which essentially are pretty easy to do because our bodies are designed to do them. If you get these six things right, most of your ailments will go away and you'll just live such a healthier, happier life. So we're going to do all six. And yeah, we've already done thinking and hydration is number two. And I'm going to enjoy talking about this one because there's lots of little quotes, which, you know, me and you both like. Oh, good. I'm glad you've got them all written down. So <laughs> I'll start us off. In fact, I'm going to give you two quotes to start I'll with. Go on then. So hydration before medication. Can you remember that one? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So a lot of illness just comes from dehydration. Our body functions on water. Our bodies are 70% water, pretty much 70 to 80% water. So if we dehydrate it, even just by 1%, then that can have some real detrimental health effects. So before you start taking medication or going to the doctor, just get hydrated with good, clean water. So hydrate before you medicate. And kind of on a similar vein, the next one, I know you like this one is the solution to pollution is dilution. Love that. I say that all the time. The solution to pollution is dilution. And then most people just look at it as like, what's she on about now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, comes, it comes in the form of kind of detox. So if your body is very toxic and you need to start cleansing yourself of a lot of those toxins, the best way to do it is good, clean water. So you don't need to drown yourself in water. You just need to have the correct amount every day. You need to pollute those toxins because if they just we've spoke about when people go on crash diets before and they release all the toxins in one go Mm -hmm. you kind of get those flu-like symptoms because there's an overload of toxins coming out at the same time and every chemical reaction in your body needs water so if you just change your diet get back to a normal diet over time just drink the correct amount of water those toxins are going to be polluted enough just to come out naturally without those horrible side effects (laughs) Absolutely. So there's so many bodily functions that require water. Uh, is, there's like millions, isn't it? And particularly your liver, your lungs are actually made up of 83% water. So at the moment when there's a virus stalk in the lands that attacks your lungs, one of the things that you want for optimum health of your lungs is for them to be hydrated. So that is another thing. And I'm going to tell you a really interesting fact that I learned off one of Paul Check's podcast that he just happened to mention in passing. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. So um, tinnitus, 
um, ringing in your ears is closely linked to hydration status. Did you know that? You probably did because you listen to all Paul Check's podcasts. So, um, yeah. So <laughs> what he explained it was, is if you are dehydrated, your blood plasma thickens and the bones in your ears are the smallest bones in the body, which require vibration to work. So if your blood plasma is thick and the blood going through the ear is not as, um, what's the word? Not smooth, diluted, uh, liquidy. Viscous. That's the word. Like as, so the, they don't vibrate properly because the blood's too thick so if you dilute your blood by water hydration it can reduce tinnitus so there you go there's a top tip for you yeah that's that's really interesting it's probably one of a million practical solutions to almost incurable problems i imagine as well i know because like if you say to people right you need to drink more water and people just look at you go i hate water i can't drink water but if you actually say to them like right you've got tinnitus if you drink more water, that will cure, that will not cure it, but will help it. Then they'll say, all oh, right. And there's a reason for it then. So it, I've tried it with one of my clients who has really bad tinnitus and it's worked. So <laughs> it's like, she was like amazed. <laughs> yeah. I find it really hard. It's one of the hardest points I think to get across to people, just how important and how kind of miraculous it can be just being hydrated because it seems too simple. I know that's it. Do you find that as well? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, the more training that we've done over the years, and you and I have done a lot of training, don't you find that it's more, it always comes back. Even it doesn't matter how deep you go into cellular level and all of that kind of stuff. The things that you can influence it by are the simple things like drinking more water, moving more, getting you thinking, the foundation principles, in fact. Yeah. Yeah, of course you have to kind of give these facts and figures and get a little bit more complicated just to prove a simple point that your body runs on water, good, clean water. So then then obviously the next question comes, well, what type of water should I have? Should it just be tap water? How much should I have? That's a question I get all the time. How much water should I drink? So yeah, so there's some, again, some more facts and figures, which are going to prove that. Oh, sorry. I'm going to make it easier to so remove the confusion about how much you could have. We'll talk about terms of quantity first. There's an equation which you can do, which will tell you how much water you should have a day. Because if someone's six foot five and they weigh 18 stone, they're going to need more, more water than someone who's five foot five and nine stone, obviously. Mm-hmm. So you take your body weight in kilograms and you multiply that by 0.033. And that equals how many liters you should have per day. So for me, as an example, I weigh 75 kilos. So 75 multiplied by 0.033 comes out at 2.4 liters of water a day. But on a day that I do intense exercise, I'm going to add on about another half a liter. So maybe take it up towards three liters. That'll be okay for me. But on a day where I was just resting and it was more of a quiet day, 2.4 liters. Okay. So again, body weight in kilograms times 0.033. And that's how much good, clean water you should have every day. That's a really good um, equation to use because people do get confused. And, and like you say, you can't just give someone a blanket, right, two, two litres because they might not need two litres or they might need more. It's like calories, isn't it? It's or You can't just give someone a, what's the word, a cookie cutter approach, is it? Isn't it? It's just yeah. not, not the same for everybody. So the more that that they can work out themselves, a question I always get asked, Dan, is, does tea and coffee, are they included? Or does it have to be plain water? What's your thoughts on that? Coffee, tea, sports drinks, alcohol, all these other forms of liquid, 
they're not a substitute for good, clean water. So a good rule of thumb is if you can't see straight through it, your body has to digest it. Mm, so yeah. water doesn't need to be digested. It goes and the, the higher the quality of the water, it just goes straight into your cells. But things like coffee, tea, sports drinks, alcohol, they all need to be digested and they normally dehydrate you. They're like diuretics and they're normally toxic. So your butt, like it has a, it actually has the reverse effect of hydrating yourself. But we just associate it because it's liquid. And then you need to remember that these things are liquid calories as well. We spoke about this over some of the Christmas episodes. Liquid calories, you have to be kind of aware of those. If, you, if you're drinking, if you think I'm having two litres of sports drinks a day because I, I don't like water, I'll have a sports drink in, instead. Or I'm having Coca-Cola instead. But these things have calories in, water doesn't. So you can quickly gain weight. For instance, uh, a can of Coke has about the same carbohydrate or like simple sugar equivalent to about one and a half baked potatoes, jack potatoes. That's just one can of Coke. Well, the, yeah. So imagine if you had two cans of Coke a day, which some people will do easily. Okay. Oh, yeah. Two cans of Coke a day would be the equivalent of around roughly about 20 potatoes a week. Yes. 80 a month, but over a year is about a thousand potatoes. And that's just if you, you had two cans of Coke a day. Over a year, People that's the equivalent that, don't they? to having another thousand potatoes in your diet. Right? <laughs> you are what you eat. You're a big potato, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a big couch so, potato. But it's liquid calories. People think they're having a drink and they're hydrating themselves, but they're not. Over a year, uh, you would have had a thousand potatoes. It's like crazy. all these energy drinks as well. And they're just full of sugar and chemicals and you're much better off just having plain water and um, one of the the top tips is to put a bit of sugar in and not sugar <laughs> <laughs> don't put sugar in <laughs> wipe that bit out dad put a bit of salt in <laughs> himalayan salt or celtic rocks or not like table salt just a pinch so not that even that you could taste it but that just allows when the um, water hits your stomach to it just changes the pH level slightly so that your body can use it straight away rather than because this is what always happens to my clients when I say, right, you've got to up your water level. I get text a couple of days later and I'm never off the toilet because it just goes straight through you, but which it does because your body's not used to you having that much water. So it just takes it straight through. Whereas once you get used to it, like I can drink two liters and not even think about going to the loo. <laughs> <laughs> so you've just got to um, get used to it and build it up and that little bit of salt will just stop the movement through your system so quickly yeah and it's a good point that you made about don't just use kind of table salt that really that's not salt at all is it you need yeah. to use high quality sea salt like you said celtic sea salt or there's a good one by redmond called real salt or himalayan pink salt that's all really good so just a pinch just so that you say you can't even taste it it's going mm. to make a big difference and another few tips, so we, we, we give you the quantity and then the, we've, now we're speaking about the quality. So a little bit of sea salt, use a water filter um, is really good. And if you don't want to buy a filter, try and get good quality bottled water. So Evian, Vitel and Volvic are probably the three that I would say go for and try not to get them exposed to like direct sunlight mm-hmm. when you keep them in your house, obviously keep them in the fridge. But then when you do come to drink, to drink your water, a lot of people have it ice cold, which I can kind of understand that on a hot day. But particularly when you in the you're doing like a workout, like athletic training, try and have your water at room temperature because if your water's too cold, you drink it, it goes into your stomach, and it's just going to sit in your stomach. Your body has to warm it up to room mm. temperature, and that can take quite a while. So your body is going to struggle to actually use it if it's too cold. So if imagine if you're playing a football match or you're at the gym and you want to hydrate yourself and you drink ice cold water, 
it's not actually going into your cells. It's going to sit in your stomach until your body's warmed it up. Mm. So especially if you're doing exercise, try and have kind of more room temperature water. Good tips, Dan. So yeah, so let's talk about a little bit about um, water filters because you should say Dan's water filter. <laughs> Dan has like the best water filter like in the land. It's it's like a, a thing of beauty, isn't it, Dan? It's like a space age kind of <laughs> Elon Musk water filter. <laughs> but there's, so there's you... obviously some other ones out there, but I've had, I actually need to change the filter on mine. It just, mine actually talks to me. It tells me when the filter is... <laughs> So Dan, let's just describe what your water filter looks like, Dan, because it's to our listeners. It's like this big box thing, isn't it? That sits on your sink. It's actually quite big, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's like probably about, I don't know, half the size of a microwave, something like it's that. It's like microwave oven size. Yeah. And then <laughs> what does it do? It's it, it attached <laughs> to your mains water. Yeah. So it just, yeah, attaches to the to the tap. Let's just put like a like hose on the end of the tap and then the water right. goes through the filter. And then it comes out with different kind of hose, <laughs> or like a different a separate tap essentially. Right. And it yeah. just takes all the it takes all the harsh chemicals out of the water. You can go on. Obviously, we live up in Durham. You can go on kind of the Northumbria website, uh, North Northumbrian Water website. Or if you live anywhere else, you can go on your your local council website, and it tells you what chemicals are in your water. And mm. there's like hundreds, maybe thousands. So a good water filter like mine will should do a good job of removing all those harsh chemicals. Yeah. And it can add a bit more life to your water as well, because like we normally do, we get a little bit hippie when when water's kind of in straight pipes and in metal pipes for a long time. It just the water becomes dead in nature. Water goes through rivers and it goes through rocks and it, and it moves. It's never kind of in straight lines and it's never still for too long. So a good water filter should kind of um, almost move the water and re-energize it as well, as well as cleaning it. So yeah, that's what my fancy Japanese water filter does. <laughs> Dan's got this really fancy thing, but that's a really good point about movement of water. So if you think about when um, water, like what Dan's just said in a stream, would you drink stagnant water from a pool that hasn't been moving? Or would you rather drink water from a stream that's constantly flowing? And it's that flow across the rocks and the minerals that get the mineralization into the water and the energy because water contains energy and of course we're all about energy building so if you want like really low quality low energy water then that's what tap water essentially is isn't it it's just gone through a bend in your pipe up to this up to the sink and it's gone through there's a really good program on Gaia TV about the the something of water <laughs> that's not what it's called <laughs> something of water it's called something but I can't remember the name anyway so it talks about like how our straight pipes aren't great for energizing the water it's dead interesting I've never really thought about it like that so like mineral water has come down through a mountain and flowed out and because of that it's a high energy high mineral content water whereas the water that's gone through processing plants and then gone down straight pipes and come out of your tap has probably got some chemicals in it, some cleaning chemicals. Um, there was a new law passed recently about fluoride in water. I don't know if you saw that, that they're going to start putting more fluoride in water for teeth. So go be aware of what's in your water. So it's not just the, and then the taps that it's come through as well. Sometimes the pipes could have rusted or, you know, well, ancient, gonna, yeah. you know, some, we've got a lot of Victorian <laughs> plumbing systems still around. So just putting it through a water filter. I haven't got a one, a fancy one like Dan. I've just got a jug with a filter in and I just tip the tap water. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something though, isn't it? Yeah. It's something that's better than nothing. 
and like you say yeah. if you don't want to, if you don't want to filter if you find it a bit of a faff on or you find you don't have a very good filter then maybe start saving up for a filter and in the meantime start buying bottled water like Evian Vitel Volvic it's not that expensive really I mean in the in a long run over years it will be if you don't get a filter but it's really important like you were saying it's there's still a lot of mysteries around water that we don't know there's some crazy experiments about how kind of magical water is did you come oh, on God, the, yeah. the the check and when we did the courses and they were talking about the water crystals of Fukushima or something like that yeah where they got they the happy thoughts onto the water in the and then they put them under a microscope and like the actual structure of the water change like you know when you see a snowflake under a microscope and it has that kind of well it doesn't have to be under a microscope it has that shape that kind mm. of um, star shape so i think they got a priest to kind of bless the water in the stream and then they put that water under a microscope and it had these really symmetrical beautiful shapes and then they went to the same stream but they got people to say kind of hateful sayings and like things like like hate and Hitler and death and all these I things. I hate you, water. Yeah, and <laughs> like literally like stupid <laughs> things like that. Yeah, and then they, they put those same water under the microscope again and there was no more kind of beautiful symmetrical shapes. It was just kind of blobs and it was all uneven and it literally changed the physical structure Sad of the water. water. And then imagine if you are then, if your body is made out of 70% water and you're putting really crap water into yourself, then how are you going to fail? And it's it's kind of hard to make that correlation, but that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, I, I, it blew my mind when I saw that. You can look them up on the internet. They're they're there. They've they probably studied, it's yeah. a Japanese guy who doctor who did them, but it's it's so interesting. Like and they're putting vibration through water, like certain sounds, and then it, that water was taking on that vibration. You know how your chakras vibrate at different levels and. The oils vibrate at different levels. So if you've got a problem, say, I don't know, heart problem, something like that, you could like charge the water with that heart vibration and start bringing up your vibration that way. So interesting. Yeah, I remember hearing about another study where they got two seeds from the same plant and they put them in two separate pots and they put one pot, I think it was in, I don't know whether it was like a school or somewhere or a church but every day they just, the the kids or the priest or whatever just said a prayer to the to the seed or the plant and watch and it just grew perfectly straight and healthy but they put the other one in i think it was kind of a mental asylum people who had mental health problems and there was a lot of stress it was a really stressful environment and that plant grew crooked and it point, wasn't mm. pointing towards the sun so like everything plays an influence it might seem it's it's not it's not kind of necessary to know these things, but it's just when you dig into how interesting and how everything is connected, it might even just think something like you think, oh, it's only water, but it's very very significant. Yeah, even just improving the quality and a little and the quantity of your water can improve your life. It's my it is, and you know, like we talk about animals, happy animals that you know you want like not correctly farmed animals that you're going to eat and put that in your body like einstein said everything is vibration so it's the same with water same with plants like you get happy (laughs) happy plants don't you you know like plants that have been that have grown like what you've just said and other plants that have been mass produced you know people say oh vegetarian and veganism it's better for you but if you're in a eating a mass produced plant it's just the same as eating a mass produced piece of chicken it's got the same vibrational energy, i.e. very low energy. It's about 
bringing up the bringing up your energy and you're not going to bring your energy up by eating low energy foods and drinking low energy water it's like it all makes sense really doesn't it? everything's connected yeah there's a I heard an interesting conversation about you, you mentioned plants about cannabis you know how it's often linked with paranoia people who smoke it and they get paranoid oh, yeah, yeah. other people smoke it and they feel really relaxed mm-hmm. or they can even have kind of spiritual experiences but that might be to do with the environment that plant was created in if it was grown out in the wild and it just grew naturally like it does and then you ingested that plant that cannabis then you're probably going to have a good a good experience but if that plant was grown in some drug den people who were there who were grown were paranoid about the police and gang members coming in to get them that plant's probably not very happy it probably hasn't seen the sun it's probably artificial light and then you take on that plant life which again sounds very hippie but it just makes total sense, doesn't it? It does. It totally does yeah. make sense. Yeah, I can't see why people can't see this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the fact that we're kind of laughing about it as well, like yeah, I know. Probably, when probably I first ten years ago, this, five years ago, I probably yeah. I would, would have laughed. So I remember when I first heard it from I think it was Lee actually who said about um, a marijuana plant that you need to buy if you're going to buy marijuana obviously <laughs> that you buy it from a happy plant that has been grown by happy people and then and i remember just looking at him going are you mad in the head <laughs> but, like what are you talking about and i know it's like it makes total sense to me to do that but i understand that that's not like mainstream yeah it's, it's never really applicable <laughs> to most people but like when we come back to water we can say yeah if you <laughs> Try and get the best quality water you can. So, yeah, get a filter or if not, get good bottled water. And kind of the, the creme de la creme of water would be an artesian well. That's where the water comes comes up from the earth by itself. The water gets pushed up through the rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been studies done where kind of wildlife experts have proven that animals out in the wild will, if there's like a lake or a pond which they can drink from, they'll still walk like an extra five miles or whatever because mm-hmm. they know where an artesian well is because that water's a lot better for them. So they'll just walk straight past the lake and they'll go to the artesian well where they know it is. So I don't know if there's any artesian wells in Eshwinen. Just Probably, yeah, I'll probably find one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and there's also a good website called findaspring.com where it tells you where natural water runoffs are and you go and collect it in big jugs and things like that. I've been online before and there's a few in Yorkshire, there's quite a few in the Lake District. And they, they tell you where they are and you see people go down with big jugs and they collect that water because it's just run off through the fields, through the rocks. Yeah. And it's just a natural runoff point. So that's kind of the, that's the ultimate water. But yeah, it's not very practical, I would say, unless there's one right down the street. Yeah, we've got one up the woods called Spring. There's a bank, obviously, called Spring Banks. And there's a, a, a well at the top there. Well, there you go. Go up the top, say your, say your, your prayer into the water and add some sea yeah. salt. That's it. So, and another thing before we go is, um, have you ever noticed how powerful running water is or um, waves and how it affects your psyche and how it affects your bladder? Like what is the whole connection between listening to running water and making you want to go to the toilet? What's that connection there? Mm. Done. There's some kind of weird thing going on there. And um, yeah, if you wanted to really up your meditation levels, get near running water and do some working in and or tai chi or stuff like that exercise next to running water really ups the vibrational level yeah i never even thought of that but that is so true the the sound of a river running or a stream is one of my favorite sounds i absolutely love it 
mm. and uh, who, who doesn't it's waves as well oh yeah and it's a good way to even to to change to instantly change how you feel as well not just don't just be near water get in the water imagine mm-hmm. getting in a jumping in the ocean how different you feel you know all this like electric electromagnetic smog you get off your phone and off being near wi-fi systems getting in some fresh wild running water will eliminate all that straight away it's just another form of grounding which we talk about but it's mm-hmm. probably even even more powerful because you get your whole body in there yeah true so powerful water hydration everything it's all good yep yeah, i'm going to finish with my final quote i told you i had a few go on then which uh, this is hydration and nutrition really but it is drink your food and chew your water which means obviously drink your food chew it until it becomes liquid which means your body can digest it easier and chew your water means don't just down half a liter swill it around your mouth okay again increase that temperature a little bit and then get it into your body okay just have a bit more connection with your food and your water so drink your food chew your water and there's a really good reason for that because the microbiome in your mouth um that's the first part of your digestive system so if you're just flushing it straight down you when you're gulping your water down then you're flushing all those the, the first part of your digestive system down your down your system <laughs> so um by chewing your water you're actually allowing the microbiome to to activate and then that creates more of it so it, it um it's a good part of your digestive system yeah and if you um if you do start drinking filtered water and, and different types of bottled water, if you do let that water sit in your mouth a little bit, like imagine if you're doing a wine tasting or something like that, you'll be able to tell different waters from different regions have a different uh, like viscosity. They might feel light, they might feel heavy, they might have a little bit of a different taste. They all do taste different. I really, if I get bottled water, I always get Evian. Cause I like, I like the, Evian as well. I like the taste of it. I'd, it's not even the taste, probably the wrong word because you think of it as like, it's a strong word, isn't it? But it is, it does have a slightly different texture. Yeah. Yeah. There's a good program on Netflix. I can't remember what the, the series is called, but it's with Zach Efron where he goes and does different. Oh yes. Uh, like things. Are you living like a human or something, something like that. Isn't it? It's something like that, but he does, he does a few where he goes and he basically like explores different elements of health. And I think it's episode two is about water. Anyway, it gets like some of the most expensive waters in the world. It's like a thousand dollars for a bottle of water, which is just mental. And they give you all the science behind it and all the numbers. And then it shows you like places in France. I think it's in Paris. They have mineral water on tap everywhere throughout the city. There's like a thousand different points where you can go and just fill your water bottle up. But it's actually it's actual mineral water. Mm. So yeah, it's not just me and Jill being hippies. If uh, it's good enough for Zac Efron, <laughs> it's good enough for the rest of us. There are other people on our wavelength. <laughs> and hopefully you're listening to this podcast. You know, that's what it's about though, isn't it? It's not like us telling you what to do with your life, a non-judgmental way. It, it's, you know, you've got to go and learn these things like we have, you know, like I, the first time I heard about happy plants, I was like, what? You know, but now <laughs> over the years, I've come to realize that it's the truth, but you have to get there yourself, don't you? You know? Yeah, even if it just sparks a little bit of curiosity, and even if it just, and to be honest, even if it just gives you a laugh, and you just, you only take one percent of this about? podcast away. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's gonna, at least it's gonna make you happy. So, <laughs> yeah, at least you have a laugh at us being total hippies. Well, we haven't even talked about moon water yet. But all these, so, yeah, well, we'll save that for another episode. But all these stupid <laughs> things which you think we talked about, like um, getting in running water, 
like like imagine jumping in a stream or a river or the sea or I don't know going barefoot on grass. I challenge anyone to do it and not feel good or feel happy. I know we I sound... feel alive. It makes yeah. you feel alive. Yeah. Like, I think we spend too long just sitting around going, mm, you don't feel like you're in touch with nature. We are natural beings. We're part of the universe. We're all stars. We're made of stars. Who doesn't enjoy? As soon as the sun comes out, everyone wants that sun on the skin. And but mm. you don't take the you don't take the piss out of people because they like it in the suntan. But it's the it's the energy of the sun that you like feeling on the skin and the heat. It's the same as jumping in cold water or being barefoot or eating delicious, healthy food. So, yeah, it's all good. Hold on, hippie, though, Dan. Hippie Dan. We can take anything and hippify, can't we? Oh, God, yeah. I love a, I love a hippie. So, <laughs> anyway, so I think that's the end of our hydration podcast for today. Have you got anything else to say, Dan, on the waterfront? No, that's me done. So, episode two out of six. Next up, we'll do breathing. Yay. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys.